What's up, everybody? Adam Nitty here with you again. Welcome to The Players Are Loud, a new installment with the one and only Sonny Emery, one of my uh, one of my favorite drummers of all time, and I have the honor of calling him a longtime friend. We've worked together in, in so many different contexts. I used to live in Atlanta, and Sonny still lives in Atlanta, and... Um, Man, Sonny, we've done we've done a ton of stuff back in the day. Just everything from jazz to funk, rock, what whatever we could get our hands on. Yeah. Um, welcome to the show, man. It's so great to have you here. Oh, thanks, Adam. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm I'm hanging in there like everybody else. You know, yep. we're making the we're making the most of this challenging season and just trying yeah, exactly. to exactly trying to rise to the challenge. But um, Sonny, I. Man, you're like, you're the quintessential, like, I consider you like a magazine cover drummer, not only because you've been on magazine covers, but <laughs> man, you know, names like Earth, Wind and Fire, Bruce Hornsby in the Range, Clapton, um, Bette Midler, man, what a resume, man. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And through all this, um, one of my favorite things about you, man, and, and I just have always admired you for you you've retained your humility and everything, man. You've, you've been around like the, the highest echelon of musicians, touring, recording, playing. Um, and folks, by the way, that's just a small piece of his resume. I mean, like the marquee artist list goes on and on. I'll let you look him up, but, uh, <laughs> but how have you kept your humility, man? You're still like the cool dude. You still call me back, man. I'm surprised you even <laughs> call me back. <laughs> Nah, man. See, okay. Let me. I'm gonna rewind the tapes for some folks here. Oh boy. Just say first of all, how's everybody doing? I hope everybody is staying safe. I just want to send a shout out to all the frontline workers, man, in this pandemic. Amen. Um, and just give them some love and 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 support because without them, boy, we would be absolutely lost. Amen. Hey, so so like I said, I'm gonna back up to the beginning, man. When I first met Adam. It was, it was really, it was a, it was a bond right away. And the bond that we shared, it wasn't, it wasn't even musical right away. The bond that we shared right away was a spiritual bond. I felt God immediately. I felt your spirit and our spirits connected. And then the rest is history as far as I'm concerned. Um, and to me, that's the most, that's the most poignant part of our relationship. Uh, yeah, when we play, you know, it, there's a synergy there and we create great music together. But the part that I love and I cherish the most, the absolute most, is our spiritual bond. I know God put us together. I know God brought us together. And so that that's why I keep calling you back. Man. Because it's bigger than the music. That's it is totally bigger than the music, man. Um but you know, once we once we connected and we started working together, man, and it was like, oh wow, this is like really, really, really cool, and uh, really different, you know. And then we connected on a whole nother level. We're both car heads, and then it just, you know, it the whole relationship just kind of flourished from from then. You know what I mean? So it's been an absolute pleasure, man, to be able to to work with you on anything. Yeah. I'll always call you back, dude, because you yeah. uh, first of all, you 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 you're a friend first and foremost, and then you're an incredible musician on top of that. So when we work together, it's going to always be fun for me, 
You know, it's going to always be uh, pleasurable. And it's going to always stretch me a little bit. You know what I mean? I love that, man. You know? Well, so, thank you, man. You know, harking back to what you were saying about, you know, the humility piece, man, with, with all these artists that I've been so blessed to be around and, and learn from and to contribute to their, you know, to their music, whatever I can bring to it. It's just that, man. It's just like my responsibility, you know, it's bigger than me, man. It's never about just me, you know. And I so I so appreciate your heart. I so appreciate your sentiment. Thank you for the kind words. Um, I'm so glad you said what you said because I love how, again, I'm inspired. I love how you you just have a way of taking the focus off of yourself, you know. And 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 that is a uh, man. What a what a blessing to others that that look up to you and and um, I know drummers hold you in obviously highest esteem every every player that's that's played with you but but you're you know getting to the spiritual side of things and I you know I won't go we could go deep there if we wanted to but I won't right. go too deep and you know right this moment but um, you you bring to light the point that when when you play music like there's a responsibility to it right it's not just let me go out and show, let me show what, what I'm doing. You, you're bringing light to the fact that music ultimately, if it's real, there's a communicative nature to it. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. speaks to people. It's supposed to speak to people. And I am a firm believer that whatever is in your heart, whatever your, your spirit is behind what you play comes out. And isn't it interesting how Most certain types of personalities play in certain ways? I know you know what I'm talking about. Right. Of course. But it's a bigger picture thing, man. So I really appreciate you saying that. It's a definite extension of yourself. I try to get all of my students and whenever I do clinics or whatever, I try to get the focus off of this thing of, okay, I need to sell a million records. I need to be rich. I need to be successful at all costs. I need to be at the top of the heap. Uh, all those things are great. And if you do what your spirit is asking you to do in the right order, you will achieve all of those things. But that is not really, that's not the achievement. The bigger achievement to me is when people go and I, you know, I see comments of people, you know, that I've met or have done a clinic or been somewhere. The highest compliment that anybody could pay me is not about my playing or what I've done musically, the highest compliment that they can pay me is to say, Sonny Emery was a nice guy when I met him. Mm. You know what I mean? He took the time to talk to me. And, and that was something, I mean, you know, I have to give all, all credit and honor and glory to God, but also my dear mom, my mother was like, hey, look, dude, you know what? This is so much bigger than you. You mm -hmm. have a gift. You have a gift. And there is a huge responsibility that comes when you have a gift. Now, either you're going to honor that gift and treat it the way that you're supposed to and have success and do what you're supposed to do, or you're not going to, you're not going to see those things. You're not going to be that guy that you think you are. So, so cool your heels. I mean, uh, I had a solo, I was in fourth grade, fifth grade at a little snare drum solo for Christmas one year and we were getting ready to go to the program, but we were running late. And I kept looking at the client. I was going, Oh man, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. Uh, my mom was, you know, she was like, well, you know, we just, we're going to get there when we get there. I was like, well, they can't do anything. And you know, I'm, I, I'm the only one that can play the solo. 
dude, she, <laughs> you thought we were late. She sat me down and said, hold up. Whoa, whoa, oh, wait boy. a minute. Yeah, you're on the wrong course. Mm. You're on the wrong, straighten this out. Right now, I want you to know you can be replaced. Anybody else can come in and play that solo. Mm. So don't think you're the only guy. Yeah. What a gift to have that from your mom. I mean, yeah, man. So she, she instilled that in me that the humility is just really, really, you know, it, and, and, you know, now that I'm, you know, I've, I've had some success. I, I've seen how that translates and reverberates with people and, and, and the difference that it makes when, when you let God handle it and you let your spirit shine through honestly and, 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 you step back and you give other people, you make others the center. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. You make others the center, man. And you just, you know, no one, no one is better than you. And that's, that's another thing I want to tell, you know, or, or, or put out there. Nobody is, no one is better than you. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're all the same. We're all blessed with different gifts and abilities. You know that's what right. I mean? So you got to do, stay in your lane, do what you do and then sit your behind down. Yeah. And let somebody else do what they do. You know what I mean? And that to me is just, that is, that is so, so much a part of, uh, of my success has been so much a part of my success. And, and I just, you know, attribute my mom and dad, man, for keeping me on, on the right course yeah. with that. Wow. You know what I mean? that's, that's so great. And such a, such a heavy lesson and, and something that, is not cliche. It's not something you should take for granted. I mean, it really, it, we have to, as, as human beings, you know, we, we, we're kind of walking forward in this path called life. It's like, we have to sometimes be redirected, right? Yeah. We get off the path. Mm-hmm. We got to be nudged back. You know, if we're, right. we're blessed to have both our parents in, in the picture and they, they instill, um, uh, morality, solid morality and values and, and humility and things like that. It, you know, they can, they can help nudge you along. Not everybody, not everybody has that available. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it hits them, you know, they, they get their nudgings from some, from somewhere else, you know, right. um, which is but, part of that responsibility that we have as, as successful musicians, you know, when you play your acts, when I play and that energy goes out and people feel that, and then they come and they want to talk to you about it, then that may be your opportunity to nudge them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, and like you said, unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, don't grow up with both parents. So yeah. they grow up with parents that have different philosophies, different, different approaches. You know what I mean? Or maybe they're not supportive, you know? Yeah, exactly. So then, then, then they get something from you that can help kind of nudge them and put them back on track. You know what I mean? So that's, that's really what the whole thing is about, man. You mentioned something earlier that, that caught my ear. Um, You were talking about uh, essentially, I'm going to paraphrase, pardon me, but um, you know, really always trying to make time for people, essentially, if they want to talk to you, you always give them your, your time. I've seen you do this on gigs, man. People come up to you and they're, they're excited to meet you and they, they just heard you play and they're just, they're just motivated and inspired. And you always give them, you always give them the time. I try to do the same thing. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons for, for that um, is when I was younger and I was coming up as a player and I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want any ill will on anyone, but I got to meet a couple of my heroes that weren't that weren't so kind you know like they they sort of i i was you know clearly uh 
whatever deer in the headlights excited and you know exactly. all, all that had had questions and things like that but was they they ended up being very dismissive and that was being the the sensitive creative that i am you know that right. like hurt, hurt my feelings i got over it eventually of course but mm-hmm. but it was ugh, it was a little bit demoralizing did that ever yeah. happen to you man and did that yeah. serve as a yeah. reminder it's, it's happened to me several times not only has it happened to me i've seen colleagues uh that will remain nameless do that to younger people mm younger fans, you know, and that's just something that's a, I have a zero tolerance for that, man. I don't care how great you are behind the instrument. I just have a a zero tolerance for that. You know what I mean? It's like, nobody is, I mean, we're all human beings, man. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you. You might learn something if you open up, you know what I mean? That's so true. A lot from just talking to cats at clinics, you know, it's like, Hey man, this kid is onto something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So true, man. You never know where somebody is at, you know, you, your, your negative or dismissive response could be the the trigger that literally takes them off a musical path because they exactly. get discouraged. You never exactly. know, and and you have to, you got to guard your words, and you have to, I, man. It's it's about being a you know being a good human being, being a great spiritual example, being a great right. musical exactly. example. I, if there's anything that I've I've learned that's been landmark from the uh, the butt kicking that life has given me over the past <laughs> several years, right. Um, and that's an understatement many times, but um, it is that I, I finally feel like I understand my identity out. You know, it's not just embodied by music. It's not no. just embodied by yeah, teaching. It, if you can't be you mm-hmm. in everything you do, I think you've missed the point. People get so caught up in, Oh, well, I'm a, I'm a bass player and that's what I do. And, right. and but it's, you got to be your identity. That's right. You miss life. My dad, my dad had to pull my coattail when I was, you know, I was in in, at Georgia state and I was just, I was really in it, man. I was like 24 hours music. You know Mm. what I mean? I mean, I was so deep, deep in it. And my dad had to pull my coattail. He said, Hey man, come here, sit down for a minute. I need to talk to you. He said, I'm, I'm really happy to see that you're immersing yourself so deeply in the music. That's, that's, We've always wanted you to do that. We always knew that you were going to do that. He said, but look, there's more to life than music. And it's just, it's just plain and simple. There's more to life than music. And then, you know, like as I, as I grew, I started to learn even more so. Then when I got into Earth, when in fire, it all hit me like a ton of bricks because Maurice's whole thing was, hey, look, there's a balance to this entire thing. You know what I mean? We work hard, we play hard. Mm. You know what I mean? We work hard, we play hard. We, we you know, it, it, the, the, the spiritual aspect of your life needs to be in check. You know, you need to be up on, on your diet. You need to be up on how you're taking care of your body. There's a balance here that needs to be achieved in order for you to gain and to see ultimate success. You know what I mean? So that's, I mean, you know, I mean, dad had already planted the seed that, okay, yeah, it's, it's beyond music. This is about life. You know what I mean? But then when, you know, when I got with Maurice and started really kind of like living that part of it, you know what I mean? And, 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 and Verdine and those cats, guys who, who 
embraced me and taught me and weren't dismissive. They were always open to questions. They were always available to me. Hmm. They were always there. You know what I mean? That mentorship, that guidance. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is exactly what keeps you on. And like you said earlier, man, it's like, if you, if you just dismiss a young kid, uh, you don't know where somebody is. You could be sending that kid off to, 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 to off themselves. Yeah. They're not stable enough. They may be, they may be hinging. Their life may be in the hanging in the balance. You mm-hmm. don't know. You may be the one to talk them off the ledge. Hey man, no, you keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You keep practicing, you keep loving music and you'll, you, you, you know what I mean? So you just never know, man. An encouraging yeah. word, man. It, it, it always, I think, has has payoff. Always, uh, even yeah. even if it's subtle, it's it's yeah. there. You know, we we need it. You know, we can't. My gosh, in this season, more than ever, with with so much discouragement and and yeah. you know challenges out there, um, people really need to to know that that they're loved. They need to know that people got their backs and right. and, and that um, they can get encouragement. And it's right, exactly. You know, it's it's not always it's not always there. I mean, we gotta, you gotta try to make well, and then here, And then the, to the other side of the coin too, is there's a, there's a constructive way to correct people. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, I mean, if you see, uh, you know, we're not just a young kid. If you see anybody that's going about something, you know, the wrong way, uh, harsh criticism is not going to help them. Okay loving guidance is what's going to help them to consider what you're saying. First of all, then try it and then get the result. Yeah. That's so great. There's uh, it's funny you say that because uh, people, people will send me their, their music. They want to share and, you know, Hey, love to get your uh, love to get your thoughts on this, you know, and it's their original music. And, and, I don't know. I'm in the, my headspace. It's like, well, who am I to say that this needs to be better or, you know, I can comment on the quality right. of the recording or, you know, maybe that, right. Right. But, but they, they will ask me for constructive criticism. And I, and I kind of, my, my reply, and I don't mean this to sound like it's, it's in no way, shape or form intended to be like coddling or PC, but I'll say, I'll tell you what, I won't give you constructive criticism, but so I'll give you constructive feedback because I just don't feel like I have the right to criticize your, your creative, you know, thing. It's, 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 if yeah. you want my opinion on everybody has an artistic vision. Yeah. It's yeah. What makes, what makes your thing yeah. less or more than, than mine. And I don't know, right. you know, when I was a, when I was a snotty, uh, snotty, teen it was like you know i was I, I admit it you know like i me and the crew i was hanging with you know we we listened to more sophisticated music and you know we were you know we were we were ragging on and making fun of some of the mainstream <laughs> pop even though we secretly liked it like yeah right, right would never admit it yeah. you know we were we were dogging on that stuff and um and uh it, it's it's interesting because with now more years behind me and with more musical maturity behind me, the stuff I thought was simple or too easy to waste my time. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. blowing my mind. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, you listen to, uh, you listen to record. We, my wife and I have a big vinyl collection. We're vinyl heads. We love it. It's one of our little hobbies we do together is listen to records. 
And, right. and we went, when we started buying vinyl, we went and we got all the nostalgic stuff we could get our hands on. And I mean, it, it's amazing uh, how some of what seemed like the most watered down things back in the day, it's like now speaks to right. me in a way that I'm hearing things I never heard before. It's just like, and the bass playing too, even it's like, I, yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm, I'm knocked out by, by how, how insane some of these players were, but they weren't celebrated because it was the singer yeah, exactly. vocalist that was, you know what I mean? It's right. just, it's amazing. But you know what? Here's the thing. Everybody's artistic, everybody's artistic expression is not supposed to be the same. Right. You know what I mean? So, so like you said, what gives me the right to say, okay, that's not legitimate or that's not good enough or that's not, you know, you decide what type of musician you want to be. You work on that and you walk down that street. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The next guy does the same thing. If we can come together and make some music or, or come together and make something that is bigger than us, because to me, the, you know, whenever you collaborate with somebody else, automatically it's bigger than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just because it, it's just the it's the melting pot of, of talents, whatever it is. Yeah. It's a melting pot of talent. So we have no right to say, okay, that's a, now I mean, not to say you can't have your favorites. I'm just right. like you. It's certain music that turns me on more than others. Mm -hmm. But that's what I like. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I like. That's not necessarily what somebody else likes. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and, and you know this as well as I know this. We, we've studied music. We've gone deep, 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 deep. So we understand music on a different level than somebody who, who hadn't studied music. You yeah. know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that what that guy likes is illegitimate. It right. just means it's different than That's what right. we listen to. That's so true. You know what I mean? True. So, so yeah, that's, that's great, man. Point, man. With all of your with all of your experiences in the studio and on tour with these with these artists, um, nobody out there could ever question your your versatility, man. You because you've you've you adapt to the styles you play in. So I think of you as as you're like a Swiss Army knife, you know. So what is what's the <laughs> what's the true identity? Who's Sonny Emery as as a as a drummer and as and as an artist? You know, like I it not notwithstanding your ability to play everything, but who like how do you see yourself? Yeah. Like what what's your what's what's your style vibe? Who what, how do you see yourself as a drummer? How do you describe yourself? You know, <laughs> that was much easier to do. That was much easier to do when I was younger, but I, I think I'm really like a I'm a melting pot, man, of a yeah. lot of different cats because yeah. that's what I was taught. That's how I was taught. You know what I mean? That's how I learned music. I mean, my dad brought me home from the hospital and put me in front of a record player where he was spinning Coltrane and Miles. Oh, wow. Okay, but then later in the afternoon, mom was spinning Joe Tex and Al Green mm -hmm. and James Brown and Aretha Franklin. You know, and then when I started to kind of come into my own, I remember as a teenager, then then the fusion thing jumped into my soul. You know what I mean? I was a weather report junkie, Billy Cobham, Mahavishnu, John McLaughlin. You know what I mean? Lindy White was just the, the man to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Jerry Brown. So so I'm I'm Steve Gadd, all these cats, man. Chick, you know, what I mean? I'm a conglomerate. 
I think I just see myself as a conglomerate. Yeah. I, I, I figure the more hats I can successfully put on. Yeah. That's the key figure, word right there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The more hats that I can successfully put on, the better chance I have of, first of all, having a career that lasts beyond just, okay, well, he played with Cameo. Mm-hmm. You know, he did this and that's, you know, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? So, you know, my dad really kind of instilled that in me. He made me, he made me broaden the horizon of what I was, what I was looking at. You know what I mean? That's why when I hear cats, I know you hear the same thing too. When I hear guys go, I'm a jazz drummer, man. I, I, I ain't going to mess with that. I ain't mess with that pop stuff. Blah, blah, blah. All right. I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that's cool with me. You don't have to do that. I love straight ahead. I grew mm-hmm. up on it. You know what I mean? I can do that, but I'm going to put myself in a position to where if and when, and it has happened, I get that call to do that big pop gig. I can do it successfully. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, I mean, I see myself as just like a, as that chameleon cat, man. I just try to really, and now I've, I've kind of like fine tuned to kind of how I think about it. You know, I, like when you send me stuff, I go, okay, where, what is, what is Adam feeling right now? What is he feeling? You know what I mean? Where is he going with this? Because you, you remember when you called me to do, to play on this project, we had a little conversation about that. I say, man, what you been doing? What do you know? Uh-huh. Where are we going with this one? You know what I mean? And, and so I just try at that point, I say, okay, let me put this hat on yep. and see if that works. You know what I mean? And then just, just kind of go from there, man. You know, it's like the same thing. It's like, it's funny. I was just, I'm working on some tunes for Bette Midler just this past week. And that's a totally different hat. Mm. Okay, let me, you know, I know I've been, you know, been working with her for 20 plus years now. I know what she likes. I know what she doesn't like. You know what I mean? So let me, let me just try to make sure I stay within this box. You yeah. know what I mean? That, 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 that will check all the boxes that she needs for me to check at this particular time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can, I can, and as soon as I hit stop, I can go and do whatever I want to do. Right. You know right. what I mean? So it's just, just having a discipline of knowing when to do what is yeah. a big part of it too, man. So I see myself as just, you know, I, I just try to, I'm just like that chameleon cat, man. You know what I mean? Well, it's, you know, the, the longstanding career you've obviously enjoyed working with her um, is a testament to her trust, her trust in you. Uh, knowing what she's going to get, you know, knowing she yeah. have to worry about reinventing the wheel with you. And that's, that's a, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, you're creating a fantastic segue into um, your involvement on this record. The, the world is loud and, and uh, man, I was Great excited. Record, man. Great Thank record. You. Thank you. Great project, man. So excited when you, uh, when you agreed to, to play, but um, I've been asking some of the, some of the other uh, interviews, interviewees, uh, the, the same question, because, the, you know, this was a different project for me. You played on, on past records of mine yeah. before. It was very, you know, it was pretty fusion-y, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. for, for sure, and required kind of like a certain certain approach. Right. I remember you being kind of surprised when you got the first tune. And, yeah. and for those listening, Sonny played on both um, Broken Dreams, which was uh, which was the first one I sent you, and then mm-hmm. another tune called called The Locust. But... Can you tell 
can you talk a little bit about how that stuff hits you at first? Because yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a departure from what I'd done with you in the past. I mean, I, that's just as simple as it I, as I can put it. I mean, you know, because I mean, you know, just in knowing what I've done with you in the past, uh, when I heard it, I was like, oh, but see, I always knew that that. <laughs> That rock seed was deep in you. <laughs> Always knew that. And then, then when I heard it, I was like, "Ooh, wee, he's gonna let me go on this." I was like, "Yeah," because <laughs> uh, when I first heard "Broken Dreams," man, I just, I was, I, I mean, you know, I love both of the tunes, and and you know what I told you when you sent me the next one, man. I was like, "Man, this is a a beautiful composition, man." Yeah, yeah, you I blessed such, me with your comments for sure. I appreciate such it. A, such a such a great time. Uh, playing them, man. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I took my time to really, you know, I listened, 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 listened several times before I sat down to, to really go for it, to, to approach it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to make sure that, that, and like I said before, you and I had the conversation about that. I was like, yeah, man, you seem to be going in a little different direction. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure that that's where you want to go. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. The vocal thing definitely took some people off guard, you know, because it was, uh, and it's a long story how that came to fruition. Uh, originally, I wasn't going to be singing on the record, but that that that's all history now. But um, but yeah, to- but you remember me telling you after you after you sent it to me, I said to you, man, you should be singing more because you yeah. sound great. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. and you know um, another drummer that was that was super encouraging. Um, Keith Carlock played on on one tune, and mm-hmm. I had an interview with with him as well, and. It was you, I was mentioned in that interview, it, it, it's really y'all that were the impetus that mm-hmm. gave me the, the confidence to go, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and put this out there. And, and with my, you know, with my voice on it and with my sort of stamp on it. And, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it was, a, and it was a fantastic, fantastic experience, learning experience. And just, man, it was just nice to be doing something different, you know, yeah. challenging myself in different oh, you ways. Did it, well, you did it. You, you, tapped into, you tapped into a different side of yourself. Well, thanks. I think we all need to do from time to time. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you get, you just kind of get used to what comes out of you. Right. Right. You know what I mean, and then, then you get to a point where you kind of hit that wall and you go, okay, it's time to do something different. Yeah. You know, but the beautiful part is you have the skills to actually do it. You know what I mean? Well, at the very least, I, I, I'm going to die trying, you know, because that's uh, <laughs> I, I, li- I do like a challenge. I like I, I, I like taking on a challenge, which which interestingly enough, you know, you and I have been talking about, you know, when, once things come back, you know, to try and do, do more playing, you know, yeah. of this type of stuff. And so I'm already realizing, yeah, I got to get my uh, Got to get my stuff together on on the singing and playing of these parts simultaneously. I've got right, a lot of exactly. years of experience singing and playing at the same time, but mm-hmm. these tunes are a little harder. Oh yeah, from, you know, from a lead a lead vocalist perspective, and, right, and how exactly. how some of the rhythms are crossing against yeah. what, what might typically be be played. So that'll be that'll be fun to to share. That's always yeah, that's always challenging, man. Yeah. You know what I mean. I'm looking forward to playing some of this stuff live with you. Because Absolutely. The commerciality hey, of these songs are great. Speaking of, of the tracks that, that you did, um, something that, that I wanted to talk a little bit about is um, one thing that you did that was a little different from, from the majority uh, of the other drummers was what you gave me in terms of, of tracks was kind of already sort of 
pre-mixed and put together, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. you, you've got your thing set up at, at home and, you know, some, some players will just send me the raw of the raw. Yeah. Um, it was, a, it was a pleasure working with your tracks because I, w- when I got them, it was like, I got to kind of hear what you're hearing, what you want to hear. Right. And then, um, and then putting the hat on as a mixing engineer, just, you know, making it all, making it all work. But right. um, can you talk to us a little bit about, about the recording process? I, as everyone knows, I, I'm, I'm super always yeah, yeah, fascinated yeah. and nerdy. Like, you know, I want to well, know. You're, you're a sonic snob like I am. <laughs> yeah. and I love the process. And that's where it comes from. I mean, I, I, music sounds great, man. I don't care what kind of it is. I just love, I love when it sounds great, you know, cause it yeah. translates better. Mm-hmm. Um, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah hey, I, Johnny, I, I, can so, you uh, can you start do me favors? It got weird. Can you start that sentence over again for me? Yeah, and yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll fix that. Yeah. I'm gonna make a little marker you're... here. This is how I make markers. I <laughs> uh, said, yeah, you 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 and I both are sonic snobs. Yeah. So <laughs> so I just I like when music sounds great, first of all, regardless of the genre of it. Yeah. You know I mean? It just translates differently. And you're able to like absorb it better to me, you know? So when I was putting together the studio here at the house, that, I mean, you know, my first priority was, okay, I, I need to get, I want to get to a Sonny Emery signature sound. I think I've done that via the playing, but I've also done that in, in how I've kind of put together the studio with the mic selection, the drums that I'm using. And, and the software and everything. So when I started to get the drum sound, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get the drums sounding how I like for them to sound without, without going too far so that whoever I give the tracks to can still do their thing. But the underlying current of it is, okay, I know that's Sonny Emery. I know that sound, yeah. I know that snare drum, you know what I mean? So I, I just, it's, it's just been a, uh, trial and error, error thing, you know that yeah. with the studio mic placement. Yeah, well, well and that's the thing is I hear I, I hear you that from the from the first measure, it's like yeah, that's that's Sonny playing, that's that's his sound. Yeah, I've got a, a, this might be a weird question, and I'm I'm not a drummer, but the sound that that you're going for is it more in your head like the perspective from where you're sitting at the kit or are you thinking more from the perspective of somebody in front of the kit hearing it does that make sense i'm thinking i'm thinking from the perspective of final mix somebody hearing it gotcha you know what i mean uh i'm i'm as long as i can hear what i'm doing mm-hmm. when i'm tracking i'm good you know what i mean i know that your vision is probably going to be a little bit different than mine because you want the song I don't know what your vision for the song is, but at the end of the day, if I cut the drums a certain way, I know unless you just completely destroy them in the mix, they're going to project a certain way. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So, so, so that's what I'm, 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 I'm thinking about final mix, like, you know, in product, I, I, I want to make sure I give Adam a clean signal. I want him to have a powerful signal and I want, that the sound of the toms to be uh, what I want them to be, you know what I mean? Tone-wise, mm-hmm. tone-wise. I mean, it's just like you, uh, your bass. You want your bass to be a certain way, to be perceived a certain way 
when you're sitting out in the audience, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm, 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 I'm planning. And then, I mean, you know, that's a good, good question because that, that triggers in me the thought of uh, something I don't think I do, but constantly think about it. It's like how I, how I play the drums when I'm tracking, you know, how I want them to be translated, you know what I mean? So, mm. and, and, and how I want them to feel when they come across. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's a fine line though, because you, you know, when you work with some of the best engineers in the business, um, you know, you, they know how to sweeten your sound without erasing your personality. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, in, in bass world, um, there's kind of an interesting phenomenon in that, you know, the, the bass sound that might sound the most amazing just by itself, if you're just playing the bass by itself, mm-hmm. is not necessarily going to be a sound that's going to work in the context of a mix. It's, right. is, are drums like that too? They can, they can be. Yeah. They can be. But because, well, yeah, because they, I mean, you know, the, they, every instrument affects the sonic field. You know what I mean? It's like, but what I want to, what I try to do is I try to make sure that first of all, every instrument is in its range, sonic range, so that I'm getting the most out of what the kick drum sound is supposed to be. I'm getting the most out of what the snare drum is supposed to be. You know what I mean? So that every, every, every drum has its place in the sonic spectrum. You know what I mean? Now, when we put that with your bass, you know what I mean? Uh, that's why I leave enough room or, you know, so if you want to, uh, because your bass has a little more low end on it, you may want to roll a little low end off of the mm-hmm. kick to make, make that marriage, what we yeah. call it. Or vice versa, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And it happens, I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a matter of, uh, it's a fine line there. And you have to try to make sure that, because you know what, when you've sent me the tracks, I started to break down the kit that I keep set up in the, in the studio, put up a larger kit. Tell us, tell us more about the kit. What, what'd you use, man? I'm curious. I use the, um, uh, oh God. Um, oh God. the Phoenix. Okay. I had to remember the, I had to remember the technical name of it. It's, okay. I use, I use my Phoenix kit, Yamaha Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And that is a great sounding kit just out of the box. Nice. You know what I mean? And, um, and then I use the Sunny Emery, signature snare drum, which is, uh, you know, just golden. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Solid well, gold. I, I have to thank Hagiwara for that. Cause he took his time, man, in helping me develop that. Yeah. What a great sounding snare drum that is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he, he, he really took, we took time and, and, you know, it's like, I love that drum, man, because I can, I can use it on so many different types of songs and it, has a distinct personality just depending upon how I tune it. It won't, you know, it's, it's, you know, how some, some drums I have, they are just good for just one thing. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? This drum, man, I just, I'm, I'm able to just go in there. Okay. This song, I want this song to have a little more pop to it. Let me just bring this up just a little bit, but it's still, it gives you the pop, but it's still got the meat, you know? Yeah. There's a, that's, that's what I, heard from an engineering perspective there's there's a body to it that for yeah. lack of a better term that, that's the best thing right. i can think of it it has body 
there's more than enough crack if you need it, you know, yeah. but, but there is, there's definitely a body. How deep a drum is that by the way? It's a, uh, it's a five and a half by 14. Very it's only cool. 14. Yeah. It's a standard yeah. size snare, but the, the, the formulation of the shell on this thing, man, hmm. it's, uh, it, I mean, what Hagi did with his drum was he, he worked his, his magic on this one, mm. you know, because I went through like maybe like four or five different prototypes. Wow. He was like, try this, try this one. And then, I mean, if, if, if he didn't like it, it was out. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't matter what I said. You know, it had to, it, before he sent it to me, he had to approve of it. He sent it to me and then, and then you know, he's so, so gracious like this. I would go, Bahagi, I don't, I'm not feeling this one not, not quite yet. I don't think we're quite dialed in. Okay, no problem. You yeah. go back and make some more, more tweaks, and I just tell him more and more and more of what I'm looking to get from the drum. And I just stretched the envelope, man, and then we finally hit it, and it was like, that's the one. Wow. That's the one. And, and we found that balance. Because here's the thing with me, too. When you're touring, if you're with Bat Middle or Earth, Wind & Fire or cameo or whoever you're with you're playing a variety of different songs throughout the night right i mean you know now i see jordan does this a lot yeah you can sit up there and change snare drums you know every two or three songs if you want i'm a firm believer if you have the right drum you really don't have to do that i mean i haven't had to really do that to get what i need you know what i mean now it's like a snare over here sometimes and i will change snares every now and then if it's an extreme change yeah you know what I mean? But literally sometimes, man, I've been able to just like loosen a lug. Okay, here comes the ballot. And I do this with Eric a lot, you know, with Clapton a lot. I'll loosen the lug, just take it down a few notches, and all of a sudden it's just, it's there. Wow. You know what I mean? But then I shot the sheriff cams up. Okay, I need a little more pop on this. Uh-huh. Pat, and it's right there. And this is like, I don't have to go through all of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to have a drum that's versatile like that really has been uh, uh, a godsend to me. Mm. You know I mean? So both of us have been very uh, blessed to, to be able to have these, these signature instruments with these, these companies, uh, Yamaha for you, obviously uh, I've been as for me. And when I remember the process of, of putting together specs for these instruments, it almost intimidated me, to be honest with you, because I was like this kid in the candy store. They literally gave me a blank spec sheet, you know, for to, to outline what was going on. And it, it, right. I had to really it was a big deal. It was, it was like I, I was suddenly going, OK, I know what I think will achieve uh, this. Uh, I think I know what I want. But, you know, it's like the, the sky's the limit and, and you start questioning Oh well, I really w- I love this radius of the neck, but at the same time, I want it to be you know asymmetrical and right. and and at some point, it's it's like it, it for me it became a battle between um what I what I was what I was hearing what I was how I was thinking you were supposed to get there, but then also relying on them mm-hmm. to be able to help me to go yeah. yeah well if you do this with it it's really not going to help you in in this way. Because I'm not a luthier, you know, I I know a little bit about tone woods and electronics and stuff like that. But when you were doing this drum, did you already have this sound in your mind? It's like, okay, I I already know. Let's just make this happen. I, I, I knew I knew what I wanted it to sound like. 
And all I did was kind of just describe that to Hagi. But here's a, here's a genius of Hagi. Hagi had followed my career to the point where he knew Sonny plays a lot of different kinds of music. He needs a drum that he can take into any circumstance. And he already kind of was dialing, dialing in on what I wanted before he even talked to me about it, really. Mm. If that makes any sense. You know what I mean? It's sure, like, sure. He, yeah. And so it was really helpful that he was able to, I was able to just emote, yeah. like get the drum, yeah. you know, hit it, you know, and I just go, Hagi, okay, I like it, but it's just not sensitive enough down low. Mm. It sounds great when I'm smacking it, but it's not, it's not sensitive enough down low. He's like, yeah, we got to, you know, because, you know, I play with a wide dynamic range sometimes. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I want it to, I want it to be pristine down low, but I want it to be that monster when I'm, when I'm really digging into it too. So, I mean, you know, having him uh, be so familiar with my playing style. Yeah. Wow, the that's environment amazing. that I was playing in most of the time, you know what I mean? That it's really, like he already had a read on you before yeah, he exactly. started talking specs. He kind of yeah. knew. So I didn't have to talk. I didn't have to talk specs. I didn't have to know specs. Yeah. All I had to do was emote to him emotion-wise what, what I'm feeling, what I'm looking for. Yeah. Look, I'm going to tell you a short story. I went to Paris with Hagi, I think, in 94, spring of 94, to play the Paris music show. I, uh, huge show, just like the NAMM show, you know? And um, the days leading up to the show were prior to Easter. So it was a holiday, nothing going on in Paris, nobody doing anything, just everything, pretty much everything's closed down except for restaurants and stuff. Hagi walked me around Paris until I was blue in the face. <laughs> but the whole time, He's taking pictures, taking pictures, taking pictures, taking pictures, taking pictures, taking pictures. And so I finally got up to nerve. I was like, Heidi, why, why are you taking so many pictures? He didn't tell me then. He didn't tell me at all. We got back home. I played the show. We did everything. I got ready to order my next drum kit. And he said, uh, he said I'm going to send you, you tell me which kit you want, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, I think I'm going to go with the Beechwood. He said, okay, great. Then he sent me this picture of a tree that we had seen together in Paris, okay, of this canary yellow. He sent me the picture of the tree. This is the color of your drum set. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's where he... That's where he was getting those colors, those wow. tones, those hues from, from nature, dude. So you know, cool. Put that, yeah, put that together. I was like, okay. So, you know, for me, all I had to do was like really just like emote with him what I wanted, you know, and then he just dialed it in. He just dialed it in, dialed it in, dialed it in. Amazing. Got to that, 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 that product, you know. And the only, so cool. My only regret with that drum is that, you know, for the research and the time that Hagi put into that drum, uh, it just wasn't accessible for the average kid. You know what I mean? I wanted the average kid to be able to have that drum, but it was just too expensive. It was 800 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was 800 bucks, but I, I understand why it was $800. Sure. Know? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. the compromise that, that often occurs when my, my first, uh, base 
came out, my first six string came out with, with Ibanez, um, in the tradition of, of, of their sales models, you know, there was, they, they released like the, the super expensive hand-built one first mm-hmm. and then followed it up with a, you know, a less expensive model that was, that was uh, supposed to be kind of broken down in, in features. Model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but they, man, they did the coolest thing uh, because we, we talked a lot about, you know, accessibility and pricing and stuff like that. And, and granted, even like the, the lower line models are, you know, there's still a sizable amount of money. Mm-hmm. But we were able to, we literally copied the specs of the expensive one. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some minor, there were some minor differences, you know, just to be honest. But but in terms of the electronics and the woods and, and all the hardware and all that stuff, mm-hmm. the the instruments ended up sounding identical, you mm-hmm. know, to my ears, uh, mm-hmm. uh, darn darn close, mm-hmm. and um, and so much so that we were we were able to essentially like discontinue. Um, or phase out rather the other, the, the more expensive one to make room for the five string bass later. Right. But, but um, the, the reason I'm bringing that up is that, you know, lots of times, you know, because of the nature of marketing and the things it's, it's like for, for a signature artist like yourself, like if you put something out there, you want it to reflect you, you yeah. want it to have your, your sound that quality, and, and, right. and people, some, I mean, I, sometimes you have, I have to explain to folks how, you know, there's, there's real expenses associated with, with these things. And, and as much as you wish, you, you know, we don't have control over what the pricing ends up being, right, but exactly. as much as you wish it could be super accessible, depending on what it is, the instrument is, that's not always possible. But, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, but I mean, you know, that's the, that's the thing of, you know, like my dad used to tell me all the time, it's like, you know, your equipment is important because you want, you want a pro sound. Mm-hmm. You know, but the reality of it is, like you said, financially, a lot of people can't afford a pro sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, and, and, and I tell all my students, just, you know, rock with what you got, man, Mm -hmm. you know, develop, develop you, you'll get to that primo gear. You develop that talent, you know what I mean? And that talent that gets you to the primo gear. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. So let's, let's transition to what's really important. and, And that is cars. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh man so one of the things that my brother Sonny and i have in common we both have a love for for automobiles i'm a little more of a curator of the vintage yeah. Sonny's a little more of a curator of, of the new um <laughs> but man what got you into cars i mean i for me it was my dad, it was my dad. My dad. Oh, yeah my dad used to drag race oh wow okay my dad used to drag race and That's i remember cool. i remember my first my first trip to Chattanooga, man, I have family in Chattanooga and my mom has pictures of this. My dad had a 57 Chevy and you know, the big steering wheels, right? Uh-huh. And they were open down here. My dad had me sitting in the steering wheel while he was driving. What? Yeah. <laughs> Drove me all the way to Chattanooga <laughs> like that. So anyway. Oh my gosh. You were a steering yeah. wheel baby. Yeah, right. Exactly. So my my dad is to the blame for my love of cars. I mean, you know, as I grew up, I mean, he had some great ones, Camaros and, you know, some, some really nice cars. So I just kind of got off into them, man. And yeah, man, the rest is history. I'm gonna have to find something. I'm gonna buy me something one day that you can rebuild for me. Okay. 
All right. I would, uh, you're one of the few people I do that for. <laughs> I know it's a process, dude. It's a, but, it's uh, a process. No, man, I, I just, I, I love them. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's, you know, I love going to the track and that's yeah. something we're going to have to do together. Oh man. I know. It's, I want to uh, do that with you, you know? Yeah. That would be a wonderful thing. And, and, you know, I tell people, um, when we get into deep conversations about, about cars and music, I, I this is, this is true. It's like, there's really only two places that my racing mind, like racing thoughts, mind mm -hmm. is able to really relax and focus. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one is on stage. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, is driving on the racetrack. Right. Um, exactly. And it's there, there's, when I was, when I was more active in, in racing and, and competing, mm -hmm. that was a whole nother level of that, fine art meets awareness type thing, mm -hmm. um, which was, you know, you're on even more of a razor's edge. Yeah, exactly. You know, performance wise, you know, because you're, you're at the same time, you're trying to go as fast as you can. You're also trying not to, you know, crash into somebody, yeah, <laughs> so, right. you know, cars right. all around, but, um, but yeah, man, there, there's so many parallels that can be drawn between the things that we love outside of music and, and what we do with, with music. I think driving is one of those things. Yeah, of course. Always I love to, driving. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I mean, you know, I remember, I mean, playing with you live is, is a lot like, you know, you get in a car and you drive. I mean, you start the tune and... You're doing your best to keep that bad boy going where it should go. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes maybe not as quickly, but, 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 you know, the focus is still there. You know, we're trying to make this bridge feel as good as we possibly can. Right. We're trying to, we're trying to play the most interesting stuff that we can play. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a, that, yeah, definitely some parallels there, man. Yeah. If, if you're lucky, you, you avoid the traffic jams, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, exactly. Oh, man. The traffic jam, the traffic jam is not the answer. That man. is not the, the answer. Lord knows I've caused many a traffic jam on stage. So, I'm, Hey, man. You know, you just got to plow through. Get, <laughs> get through it. <laughs> that is awesome. So, Sonny, what, what are you doing while – things are, are, are on the slowdown. Obviously you're recording. You just mentioned tracking for, yeah. for, for bet. Um, what else are you doing? Like uh, I'm just doing a lot of different sessions for folks, man. Cool. Cool. Do you have hobbies? That, I'm working on a brand new project. I'm sorry. Sorry. There was I've a been, delay. I've been, riding my, I've been riding my bike a lot, man. Oh, cool. I've been, okay. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been doing, I mean, this is just a part of my workout routine, but I've been riding my bike a lot. And I've just been like really having fun in the studio experimenting. Yeah. You know, with different different head combinations, seeing what this sounds like, different mics, different mic placement. Uh I've been just really I've been practicing a lot. You Good know idea. what I mean? I've been approaching stuff really, really kind of differently. Um, just trying to just just trying to touch some new ground. The one thing that I said I was going to do is I was going to come out of this pandemic a better player than I went into it. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. A better musician. Mm -hmm. uh, a better person. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I mean, you know, and it's, 
for us all, I mean, it's really given me, I've always tried to stay uh, focused on my spiritual life, but because of where we are and the paradigm shift and so much stuff is going on, I really kind of put an extra focus on my spiritual life mm-hmm. uh, just so I can stay in tune, man. I want to stay in tune because there's so many people who are suffering. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when we get to do what we get to do on a daily basis and get paid for it and travel the world and see all these many places and live this great life. It's easy to get detached from reality. So true, man. You know yeah. what I mean? So I've been trying to really make that, that I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I'm going to spend a lot of time with my, my sons who are both budding producers and writers. Fantastic. You know what I mean? And, uh, and just hanging out with family, man, and just trying to be a normal cat for a change. That's so <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. You know, the uh, on the spiritual tip, it's it's like um, as much as I hate to admit it, even about myself, um, sometimes you know, sometimes you, it doesn't have your attention until things are stripped away. Right. And right. and this and this season is one that has been stripping lots of things away from, from, from different people. And, and the irony of that and, and the, re, and the redemption in that is the positives that, that come from it. And um, like you've, like you've made the point, like your spiritual life is, is stronger. Your, um, your, your drumming game is getting stronger from, from practicing. I'm, I, I'm learning it upright. I'm playing upright bass. Now I had my first, uh, my first pseudo performance on it at, at, at church, not, not too long ago. And, you know, got the confidence now to, to play it live and, Great, man. you know, and, and doing, um, I, you know, I, I just, I love learning new things and, and right. what a perfect time to, to build when so much has been, you know, at least exactly. temporarily torn down. So really cool. Is there any other um, projects? No, time. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I was just saying it was a great, it's a great time to, to just, just reflect, man. You know what I mean? And, and, and to plan, you know, to plan. Yeah. So, I mean, you were about to ask me about any other projects that I'm working yeah, on. Yeah, man. And for, it, sorry, because we're, we're contending with a little bit of a, a little delay for some reason right yeah. now, but yeah, just, I wanted to let it, you know, if you wanted to make anyone aware of new projects you have on the horizon or that you've recently come out, anything you want to share with anybody? Yeah, I'm uh well, I, this is a continuation. I've been doing this Telesis series, educational drumming series found on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, uh, the first season was eight episodes long. I'm going to be jumping into the second season here pretty soon. So look cool. forward to that. Yeah. And, um, the second season is going to be a little bit different than the first season. Second season, I'm going to jump into interviewing, you know, some, some really great cats, some artists that I've worked with Awesome. You know, getting their take on uh, what it means when you hire a guy and what are you looking for and this, that, and the other. So I'm, I'm going to begin filming the second season for that actually next week. Nice. So look forward to that. And um, yeah, the Telesis series is, is, is kind of like where I am right now. Fantastic. And, yeah. That's we'll put a link to that on, on this, on this video. Um, okay. You have a, is, is, is it possible for folks to get in touch with you if they want to maybe hire you or just send you fan mail? Like what, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. Go, go out to sunnyemrymusic.com. 
Okay. And there's a place where you can drop a, a, an email to me. Cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, shoot me an email there. I'm for hire, you know what I mean? Doing sessions for folks. So if you got some music, you need some drums for, uh, just shoot me an email and we'll work it out. You hear that, everybody? You better, you better put your pennies together and get this man on your project. Um, cool, baby. Cool. Sonny, man, gosh, bless you for, for doing this. What a So much fun always hanging with you, man. And um, can't wait to see you again in person. And, uh, yeah. man, just um, keep on doing what you're doing and inspiring folks and, and um, really, really appreciate what you've what you've contributed to this, to this project, man, you, you, you helped take it to a whole nother level. So thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you, buddy. My pleasure, man. Good luck with the, the, the project, man. And I'm looking forward to great news and that Grammy's coming, buddy. Oh it's man. Coming. All right. Maybe okay, Grammy's coming. I feel it. Okay. You got to give me some referrals for that. <laughs> All right, my hey, friend. Man, love you, buddy. Love Have you. A Have a great day. Thank you again, right. man. So much. Stay safe, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.